This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello everybody and welcome to the latest Liverpool Blood Red podcast with me, Ian Doyle. Joining me today is not James Pearce, our full-time Liverpool correspondent, both home and away. He's currently in the air, en route to the United States. However, I'm pleased to announce or even confirm that with me is Christian Walsh. Hi, Christian. Hello, Ian. Also, Joe Rimmer. Hello, Ian. And uh, are you going to be on your phone today, Joe? I might do, I might do. Because I know that some people got upset when you uh, did that earlier this week. Yeah, I can understand why you got upset, though. Okay, why? (laughs) Because I did a Facebook Live with James, just so that the listeners aren't confused. And obviously, I was using my phone to, to respond to uh, read the questions. And um, then the, the lads on our video team cut it down for Twitter to a two-minute video and, of course, took the bit out where I said, I'm going to monitor your questions and, and ask James some questions. So some guy gets back to James saying, tell that guy I'll stick his phone up his arse if he carries on <laughs> and how disrespectful I was. So, um, that, yeah, is a, that is a, a lot more polite than some of the stuff I've been getting yeah, on Twitter yeah. this week. And also, finally, last but very much not least, it's the tallest member of the sports desk. It's Paul Ghost. Hi, Paul. Afternoon, Ian. And I believe that uh, the last podcast we recorded, you were very loud. Apparently so, yeah. Just yeah. exerting my physical dominance. <laughs> now, talking about exerting some kind of dominance, Christian, Liverpool have exerted seamless this. Liverpool have exerted the transferial dominance, if that's the word, which it's it isn't. Not. It should be now, anyway, by... They've already got Virgil van Dijk, who is the world's most expensive defender. They now have Alison Becker, which will be the first and last time we'll call him by his full name in this podcast. Uh, He is now the world's most expensive goalkeeper. Liverpool finally thrashed out a deal. £65 million, I believe it is. Um, Basically, at the start of the week, there was no suggestion he was coming to Liverpool. And then by the end of the week, here he is. Yeah, Boris's ladders are red. Um, it's, it's, it's It's a great coup for Liverpool, isn't it? It's a funny situation where nobody has really raised the fact that Liverpool have spent sixty-five million pounds on a goalkeeper, which is almost double the world record. I, I just previous. did. I just did them, by the way. You did, but that's that's your realm, isn't it? I'm <laughs> talking about the, the the regular people, and it's just it's it, it's it's a it's a great sign, and it, I can't remember a, a sign in which fixed such a glaring issue for Liverpool. I mean, you could argue possibly Van Dijk, but you know. Matip and Lovren sort of muddled along now and then, and he could, he could get by, and then you had Gomez coming through as well. So, although Van Dijk was an important sign, and I don't think it, it solved the issue as much as Allison hopefully will solve the current one. And, and the current issue is that ever since Jurgen Klopp got to the club, he's he's had problem with goalkeepers. He's had for the past two years a number one jersey that's transferred from Mignolet to. Carius to Mignolet and then back to Carius and, and, and seemingly for a week Danny Ward he's also played the likes of Adam Bogdan and at that time just to give the goalkeeping situation a shot in the arm so to have a commanding £65 million full Brazil international somebody who's considered one of the best in Europe it's a massive signing and, and a real statement of intent and uh, uh, hopefully augurs well for what Liverpool are going to do this season Joseph, is he worth £65 million? And is it a matter of just a fact that Liverpool had to pay that? That's the premium you have to get for getting in a player of his quality? Yeah, I think so. I think time will only tell, won't it? Look, who who mentions Virgil van Dijk's fee? You know, he came in and, and just slotted straight in seamlessly. He's been absolutely brilliant for that defence. And if Alisson has anything like the same sort of impact, we won't worry about the fee. 
It's crazy. I, I never thought, you, you think back to like the big transfers of like Zidane years and years ago and then when Ronaldo went to Real Madrid and even when, when United signed Paul Pogba, I never thought Liverpool would compete for such big fees. I never thought Liverpool would have the world's most expensive defender or now the world's most expensive goalkeeper. So it shows that they're, they're just competing in a different stratosphere now and it's it's exciting, it's encouraging. There's a lot of pressure on Alisson. I don't think... Do you, think, get, do you think there actually is pressure on him? Yeah, I think so. I don't. I don't think we should get too carried away. He doesn't have. If you think back to when Van Dijk signed, he had that the game against West Brom in the cup, which probably was his poorest game for Liverpool that he's had, and it, it wasn't great. It, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't calamitous by any means, but it, it wasn't a great game. Allison can't have one of them. If you're a goalkeeper, you can't have it. A game where you come out and miss a couple of crosses because straight away there'll be question marks. So. I think he needs a, a couple of really good games to start with. But um, yeah, I think there's a bit of pressure on him. But if he's if, if he's worth the money, then he'll be able to deal with it, won't he? Yeah, um, I agree. I think um, I think Jurgen Klopp needs a certain degree of trust amongst Liverpool fans. I think maybe most fans have only seen him at Anfield in the semi-final and then uh, in the Stadio Olimpico and then obviously during his, his World Cup campaign. So I think a lot of fans... We'll basically just have to trust Klopp and look at his record in the transfer market over the past, you know, two years or so. He's he's really made a mistake, and I think that's where Liverpool needs to, or Liverpool sports needs to think. Okay, Klopp for for Klopp, Allison's the man. So just get behind him, and um, hopefully he will be as as good as as what people are saying. And, and you know, he's in that reputation as one of the uh, best goalkeepers in Europe. Um, is you asked the question earlier? Is he worth sixty-five million? It's all relative, isn't it? Since uh, since Neymar went to Paris Saint-Germain last summer, it's just completely changed the the whole landscape of how the transfer window works. And you never thought to see Liverpool pay seventy-five million for a centre-back or, or any player, and now they've got the most expensive goalkeeper in the world, most expensive defender in the world, and it's um, it's kind of a, a show of show of intent and a, and a big statement. And um, if it Solves the the glaring weakness that they've got. Then you know he's, he'll be worth it. In theory, sorry, in theory, he's an elite performer in that position. I mean, you talk about the drop off after the likes of Courtois, Allison, De Gea, Oblak, and then you look at the likes of Schmeichel, um, Pickford, Subasic, yeah, yeah. Pickford. Yeah, to be fair, I mean, you don't know if, if well, yeah, <laughs> um, because Pickford he's had an up and down season, Everton, but then was fantastic at the World Cup for me, but. You know, you you look at Allison. He is in that upper echelon, absolutely no doubt about it. And is there no doubt about it? In theory, in terms of his, I'm stature. glad you mentioned that actually because with every other Liverpool major signing, fans will be going off onto YouTube and typing like, "Let's look at his highlights." And if you do this with Allison, you get loads of like clips of him doing back heels and Cruyff turns and knocking passes out. You don't see him making saves, but with goalkeepers, it's different, isn't it? Because what you don't want is a highlight reel of him dropping the ball 15 times yeah. or mm-hmm. letting shots go through his legs. You don't seem to see that with him, do you? I, I think me and Christian did like a, a transfer tennis thing, didn't we, a few weeks back, and um, Alisson was one of the players who I put forward. I wasn't wasn't bowled over by what oh, I'd seen. You discovered him, did you? Not, yeah. yeah, France for the World Cup, eh? Hey? Yeah. I, I, I watched him, <laughs> him in International in 2016. No, but, um, I, I mean, I wasn't bowled over by the, the kind of saves he was making because he didn't really have to do it, but he, he was very sure, assured, he was very calm, he was quick off his line, he was confident in everything that he did. And that's almost you know the exact opposite of what Liverpool had between the sticks before he joined with, with Carrius, who... Is it an outwardly flamboyant character, but his confidence was clearly, you know, in rubbles from, from uh, from what's happened in Kiev and, and then Tramia. 
I mean, the interesting thing, obviously, a lot of Liverpool fans will have only seen him play in the Champions League semi-final when he conceded seven goals. But even then, OK, we knew Liverpool were interested, but there was no suggestion they were going to bid for him any time soon. I don't think anybody blamed him for any of those goals, did they? Uh, my mate, they called him the hologram, which doesn't, <laughs> doesn't bode well, and will be getting retweeted when he becomes one of the best goalkeepers in the world. Uh, no, it, it was such a strange game, those two games in general. There's certainly not one there where you say... Yes, he was a fault. I don't think Roma just got blown away by Liverpool. He also played, funnily enough, in 2016 against Liverpool um, in the American Tour, one of the pre-season friendlies. Uh, Salah scored the winner for Roma, so nice little bit of uh, nod to, to the past there as well. But in general, you, ca- you can only judge him, when I said he's, he's, he's undoubtedly part of that elite, in terms of how people do, do regard him across Europe and... He is mentioned as one of those. He's, he keeps Edison out to the Brazil side, and we know that isn't necessarily a a marker because Jesus keeps Firmino out of the of the Brazil side as well. And you know, for me, Firmino should be starting. But you know, it's it's clear that you look at what Roma fans are saying, and they firmly believe that he was one of the main reasons they got to the semi-finals. And look, we could do nothing about Salah's first goal. The second goal, he was sat down by by Mohamed Salah, but. You know he's not alone in that sort of being made look a little bit foolish by the Egyptian. He made a couple of good saves in the in the second leg as well to to keep it sort of the score down at one nil. So it's I don't think you can judge him. I think what you've got to do, and as boring as this answer might be, you do have to trust in the recruitments. You do have to trust in those who've watched them, and take take their opinion with the value that it deserves at the moment because they have got very little wrong in the past two, three years. I mean, let's be honest here as well. Real Madrid and Chelsea were both definitely interested in him. I think Real Madrid stepped away because they thought they could get Courtois a lot cheaper, which they're probably going to be able to, possibly half the price. And also, know what Real Madrid are like. They'll have been seduced by his performances yeah. in the World Cup. They quite like the flavour of the month. That's why they're probably going to go for Hazard as well. And Chelsea would have done. But, you know, they don't seem at the moment to have quite the same clout as Liverpool. But, you know, if you go in, as, as Christian says, by trusting the recruitment team, then there's two other major clubs who wanted him as well. You have to trust them as well, don't you? Oh, definitely. I was only being a bit naughty before and I was questioning Christian. Just thought, that was thought, after Yeah, I thought... Not over a bit of debate. That's unlike yeah. you. Get this off your phone, by the way. Come on. I'm not on my phone. No. <laughs> anyway. Um, just, <laughs> just turn it off, will you? They're all lying. Anyway, yeah, you have to trust in the, the recruitment team. They've done an exceptional job since Klopp's taken charge. You know, you can count on the, the fingers of one hand any... I don't even think I don't even think you could say he's he's signed any major major flops. I was going to say, could you count on the finger of one finger? One finger, yeah, exactly. I don't, I can't, can't think. Carrius doesn't count because Car- I think that he was, was four and a half million pounds. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He was he was very cheap, wasn't he? So, I think when Klopp spent big on players, he tends to have got it right. So we have to trust him in that regard. Uh, my my worry with Allison is. He was sort of bouncing around as a second-choice goalkeeper, wasn't he, for a little while until he had that full season last year at Roma. And that, that, that's a slight concern. But then then again, as we've said before, the recruitment team will attract him for a long time. You don't spend £65 million on a player based on one season. And, um, yeah, I mean, there, there isn't many other goalkeepers out there that you could have looked at and said that you rate them as highly as they. Yeah. I mean, O'Black would probably be one. Well, and then the others are... Couture, De Gea, they're, they're at clubs they're never going to leave. So. Well, one you haven't mentioned is Edison, who obviously is ahead of uh, for, for Brazil. He's, he's the number one for Brazil. I think mm-hmm. Edison's an interesting one. When City signed him, I, I mean, a lot of people just looked at the fee and just went, ha yeah. what are they doing? But 
at the start of the season you may have wondered, but by the end he was exactly what they needed. Yeah. Exactly the type of goalkeeper that Man City need for the style of football that they play. And I think perhaps this is one thing that maybe Klopp sees Alisson as, as somebody who can do that because again, and I know we said this about Carrius and to refer to him, he's fairly decent at it, but distribution, the ball at his feet, as I said before, those YouTube clips of him doing Krug turns in his own penalty area, which I'd imagine if he if he tries that at Crystal Palace in his first away game, he'll probably, you know, yeah. half, half the team will be, half the fans will be, will be having heart attacks. He's king of the Krug turns. Simon Mignolet was, he loved the Krug turn, didn't he? How many times did Simon Mignolet put the, um, the, the ones the better yeah. word. I'm just going to say it. The shit's up us. So you've said arse already and you've now said another word. Oh, we're, we're all mature people. I mean, there's not going to be any four-year-olds listening to this. We're going to explicit Exactly, yeah. Now. We, we will now. Yeah. We'll have to press that button. I've never had to play parental advisory yeah. with Joe Rimmer. My apologies. Who, by the way, before we recorded this, was singing Robbie Williams songs, so that maybe that's yeah. got him in the mood. Oh. But it turns out he's the Echoes Eminem. <laughs> oh, well, I'm, I'm, I am sorry, but anyway... It's Simon's fault. Simon, Simon Mignolet. Yeah, Simon yeah. fault. Yeah, how many times did he? Did he? I'm going to say it again. You're <laughs> <laughs> not going to say it. No, anyway, how many times did he scare us by doing that? And I always thought he's going to get robbed at some point in his in his Liverpool career, and someone's going to score. So um, I, I don't want to see any crow terms. I don't care about about that in terms of distribution I care about his, his passing ability and his long kicks but certainly not Cruyff turns you, well, can, Carri- you can leave them Carri- was always on the clear orders to release it as soon as he got the ball yeah. if a corner came in and he caught it he'd throw it out straight no to ma- the yeah. opposition no, yeah. 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 no matter if it was 1-0 in the 89th minute or you know the game was two minutes old so that's clearly under direction from Klopp and, and the way he likes to play now if um, if it's going to be a similar thing for Alisson I'd argue he's, he's probably a lot better with, with the ball at his feet and you know that'll obviously be a big part of of how the, the look, the, how they're looking to play, because you've seen it with with City. You know, eyebrows were raised by some when Joe Hart basically got axed as soon as Guardiola came in, and once he got his man, you could see why, because Edison was just he was putting it straight through to Sergio Aguero at times and putting him clean through. And you know, it, it's a big part of how modern goalkeeper operates. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's almost like Carius is the Bravo for for Liverpool now, clearly, because he was thought was oh, I can do a slightly cheaper version. Mm-hmm. Of what I actually want, and then the more expensive, better version turned yeah. up. Yeah, I go along with that. I, I I do feel not just about Liverpool this, but I, I do feel like maybe English football supporters in general they're not tuned to to expect this from goalkeepers. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens on the first day against West Ham when he's coming out and he again he's punching. I think the first ever real sort of. Um, acclimatisation that Liverpool fans got with that was Pepe Reina and I remember the first season yeah. people were saying why is he pu- why just catch it just catch it you know why is he why is he why is he punching it I don't like when he punches you've got to catch even in the World Cup you were seeing things like when Lloris was coming and punching yeah. and, 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 and you've got someone like Martin Keown just going I don't know why he doesn't just catch it <laughs> maybe, just, maybe he reads books right. he does read books he's a very learned <laughs> yeah, man is yeah, Martin yeah. but it's, it's bet he doesn't like zonal marking either it, but no. it's exactly that movie. sort of thing isn't it and, and so I can foresee a few meltdowns on the cop in the first couple of months, but what it does do is the fee alone and also just the reputation, I suppose, brings that gravitas where there is no uncertainty now. It's not a case of if he drops one in, it's like, well, okay, we're going to go back to Mignolet or we'll have to go back to Caddy. He will be given an opportunity to maybe get, hopefully, no mistakes because he didn't make any in Serie A last season. I'm sure he made some, but we just didn't see Well, he didn't only need to go statistically. He made zero mistakes. He must have made some mistakes. Well, obviously, yeah. I mean, as a goalkeeper, they always do, but zero mistakes leading to goals. And Caddyus was was three and Mignolet was four or whatever it was, according to the Optostats I read the other day. Um, 
So yeah. So it, it just brings that certainty. Yeah. Liverpool have a number one now, and they haven't had that for two or maybe even more years. Now, one thing that's in Allison's favour, certainly compared to Carius and Mignolet, is that he's going to be going into a defence that's much better than it has been in recent years. And he won't, you know, because I'm sure Mignolet and Carius would argue, well, hang on, I didn't have Van Dijk in front of me for the majority of my time at Liverpool. You know, but he will, and he'll probably have better defenders and, uh, you know, a better central midfield. You look, they've got Fabinho in there now, who we'll come on to in a bit. Um, so that that's going to work in his favour, isn't it? It's an excellent point, yeah, I think. You know, when we looked at Carrius for the second half of last season, pre-Champions League meltdown, um, we were all talking about how much he'd improved, and and I think the defence was a big part of that, and Van Dijk especially. Mm. If you think back a year, you know, when people would say, "Why doesn't Jurgen Klopp just sort? Why doesn't he just buy a centre half? Why doesn't he just spend big on a centre half? Why doesn't he just buy a goalkeeper? Even to an extent, why doesn't he buy a defensive midfielder? He's gone out and got all three of those players, and addressed." Big, big weaknesses, and I, I don't know whether something's changed in his mindset, but certainly I feel like this is a more ruthless Klopp in the transfer market. And he said so much himself, didn't he? When he, he said when Allison signed that, look, this was a chance to buy one of the world's best goalkeepers, and you don't pass it up. And it doesn't matter what happens to Carrius or Ward and their young careers; he needed to get the very best, and that's good to see. But this is also the fruit of the labour for finishing fourth, um, yeah, yeah. you know, the season before, and then going all the way to the Champions League this season. A lot of players will have looked at that and, and thought, "I want to be part of this. Look at this team playing s- such great football. You know, they are threatening to win it." And I think that is part and parcel of why or how you you attract these type of players. That's a good point, actually, because I think what gets undervalued is, yeah, players want to sign, uh, want to win trophies, but they also actually want to enjoy it, don't they? And if they see a team like Liverpool playing football, he's the goalkeeper, and he's come because he loves the attacking football. Presumably, that means he'll never have anything to do. Except it doesn't work like that. Christian's supposed to say something at this point. It's <laughs> <laughs> how podcasts work, Christian. <laughs> Sitting there staring at them. I've been on my phone. <laughs> no, I agree. It's, it's, I, just, I just think it's a, it's a top solid sign. And, and, but the, the problem is it's all got to work together, hasn't it? In terms of Mignolet never had that opportunity to play with, to play with Van Dijk. So apart from the West Brom game, funnily enough, when, which, was, <laughs> which was his worst of, of all. You can see where this has all been building up to, and it feels like there might be a summer behind just because of the Kater situation. You feel like he wanted Kater in last summer. Well, we know he did, but... He wanted Van Dijk in. He wanted Van Dijk. It feels like this was now the next level. So, in an ideal world, he would have already had Kater and Van Dijk as part of that spine, and in comes Alisson and Fabinho to basically just complete that sort of foursome. Um, So, maybe we shouldn't necessarily expect too much from Liverpool straight away, but... It's, it, it's, it's for Liverpool have got more of a plan now and more of a vision now than I believe they ever have. Certainly in the Premier League era since I've been watching Liverpool. There's a there's a good word, isn't it? Spine. Because I think back to any good side, and not just Liverpool, but any good Premier League side, and they've got right throughout the middle of the team key players. And you think back to the Liverpool one in 2009, that Urena, your Carragher, your, your Alonso, Mascherano, Gerrard, and then Torres. And you think any any big team you could name them, you know, you Chelsea, never, Czech, yeah. Terry, Makaleli. You never Lampard, win the league with a bad goalkeeper either. No, and, and and any side you can go through, and that's what Klopp has finally built. And weirdly, he's kind of done it back to front, hasn't yeah, he? He built yeah. the t- players yeah. around it, and now he's spent big money on each player in the positions they've got. So The irony as well clean. there is that if you look at this new spine, the the... the the first person who was sort of slotted in was Firmino, who was already at the club, but he made into this yeah. central. Yeah. So he has, as you say, he's gone from the front to the back. So yeah. it was for me, for Firmino, he sort of made, I suppose, Kater was came 
last summer, but he didn't arrive. And then he's gone, right, OK, Alisson, Van Dijk yeah. and Fabinho. I think if you ask Liverpool supporters, when was the last time you were this excited about the coming season? They'd be casting their mind back a, a long time before they give you an answer. 2002. 2002. Which is a worry. Mm. Nin- 1987. <laughs> there you go. You, you know I was born. <laughs> Likewise. Really? And Joe wasn't, yeah. Another year to wait for me, didn't you? Mm. No, mm. I don't know. Anyway, uh, are we, do we feel a little bit sorry for Danny Ward? Because no? he was... Well, that, well hang, on. Sure, hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah, as, as Gorsty's saying, he was going to be the number one goalkeeper. And with now it looks like he's never, ever going to play again for Liverpool. It looks like he could be on his way to Leicester. I mean, do you feel as though what happened to Carrius? Because you mentioned that Klopp had... Joe, you mentioned that Klopp had said he'd seen the opportunity mm-hmm. to buy him. and he was. I think, did you mention Ruthless as well? Yeah, I think, yeah. I think I Because Ruthless, I think, is what he's been here. Because the opportunity came for him to sign... Allison, even though all summer, what was it, 90 million euros, 75 million euros, Liverpool, or 79 million pounds, sorry, Liverpool weren't going to do any business, but he's seen A, Carrius not quite be able to get over what happened in Kiev, and B, realise, hang on, Danny Ward's going to be the number one goalkeeper, and I've got a choice here, either stick with Ward, either buy a goalkeeper just for the sake of it, in which case, why would I do that when I've got these three here, or we go back to Roma and say, look, we're going to give you this if you want it. Well, do you know what my dream job is? Yeah, my, but we can't my, say that on my this. My dream job <laughs> is to be a third-choice Premier League goalkeeper. You, you, get paid loads, you get paid loads of money. Richard Wright. Saturdays and Sundays off. I'd love to be Alex Patrice Manninger. Luzzi. <laughs> you get paid loads of money. You sit on the bench or, or in the stand, watch every every game. But and, and that, There is slightly the, more to the, it there than is, that, Joe. Yeah, maybe. You do, do a little bit in training, don't you? <laughs> A little bit hang around with John yeah, Ackerberg. Yeah. Yeah. Catch a few crosses. Yeah. Any, anyway, anyway, there is there is method to this madness, and that is that I don't feel sorry for Danny Ward because he's well paid. He's he's been in a good position at Liverpool, and he'll move on, and he'll become. Well, I, I didn't mean in a kind of a, a overall sense of feeling sorry for him. I meant in the sense that chances, he finally had his chance, yeah. and then he never actually even had the chance to have a chance. We've got to be honest. If he was rated that highly, he'd have had a chance. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? He'd have had a chance yeah. a long he's time ago. He's you know, the same they're all, they're all twenty-five, aren't they? Yeah. He's yeah. not a young guy, and he'd have had a chance last summer if if Klopp, had, you know, the, the the door has been open for Liverpool to have a new number one for the last two two years, hasn't it? You know, before Carriers came in, there were still question marks about Mignolet. Danny Ward was there. Then Danny Ward was there last summer when there was question marks about both goalkeepers. He's not been given a chance. That says a great deal. And even when we we heard that he was going to get his chance. He didn't get it, so I think that says a, a great deal. And for Liverpool to get twelve and a half million for him, and I believe I think twenty percent sell-on mm. clause, it's a, it's another great deal for the club and another really smart bit of business it, from Michael Edwards. Going to say final question then on the goalkeepers. It's a yes/no question. Uh, Liverpool go into the season with Christian Allison as number one goalkeeper, Carries as the number two, and probably Grabara as number three. Mignolet's gone and Ward's gone. Yes, happy yes or no? Am I happy? Yes, Joe. Oh, that's you said yes. Yeah, I said yes. Joe, yes. Gorsty, yes. Yeah, you had to say it. nodding wouldn't have really come across yeah, on the podcast. Yeah, yeah thank I'm you. Just not. I can thank put you. an asterisk on the kind. No, you can't. Okay, it's yes or no. Maybe I want to know what his asterisk. <laughs> is. Oh, yeah, go on then. What, what is it? I'm just. I'm. I'm slightly asterisking. You've told me into this now. No, I'm, I'm slightly asterisking Carius. I just. I'm a little bit concerned about the way his summer started. I'm a little bit worried for him as as a player and also. Just on like sort of a you know a, a, a physical and an emotional level in terms of it's it's a it's a lot for him to deal with and I don't know if it's best for his career to still be at Liverpool as a as an absolute number two I think he'd be better going to 
random Bundesliga team, yeah. Eintracht Frankfurt on loan or something like that. But if wouldn't Liverpool, that be worse? No, because he can get away from it all. He can. Develop. But will he ever get away with it, get away from it? They'll have all seen the Champions League final. It'll will, be exactly but, but, but the same. Yeah, he he won't be quite as bad. He'll have to rebuild his confidence at some point, and he's not yeah. going to get a Liverpool he's game now. Until exactly. But then, if, but the then if he's doing it, in, he's going to be. When I said last question, clearly it's not. Uh, what, he could be playing in the League Cup. He could get the odd league game. And then and then he drops another one in. Then what? Well, then you he's deal not, with it. Then he's, and, he's, and if he plays well in the League Cup, for example, if he plays well, he's going to have to go in the League Cup, by the way. He's going to end up going to somewhere like Berry again, where he's getting yeah. torn for 90 minutes. And even if he has yeah. a good game, he's not this, he's not displacing. Uh, surely he is. He was rated the second best Bundesliga goalkeeper when he was at Mainz. Surely his career is, is, is deserves a little bit more than being a second choice at Liverpool. So if you're three months into the season, Alisson hurts his arm and he's out for a month, and you turn to Carrius. You're worried. Yeah. Yeah, but I'd rather them turn to him than the Irish lad whose name I'll never be able to spell. <laughs> Kelleher. 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 You know, yeah. I, I had to copy and paste Neil Jones' tweet into the uh, <laughs> last night. because I, I, I had to spell his first name a few weeks ago and it took me about five goes. Charlie. No and now he, now he came yeah. on against Blackburn last night, which is another great, yeah. great, you know, managed to get on to the next point here. Yeah. Um, Liverpool eventually won 2-0. Uh, first half team wasn't so great. Second half team was a lot better. And Joe, you know that I don't often get enthused or excited about anything very much ever <laughs> to do with anything. Eggs. However, however, <laughs> free eggs. Free eggs, to be free fair. Eggs. Steamed eggs. And yeah. we've, I've nearly run out of all Ian the freebies. Doyle, sponsored by the salad bowl. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> chopped, chopped. Chopped. Yeah. Um, Naby Keita. I'd never seen him play before, not live anyway. Mm. But And I know it's against Blackburn. I know it's a friendly... I know he's not surrounded by all his, his best teammates, but for me, he was just miles away the best player on the pitch. And no matter who the opposition is, if you can pick a pass, you can pick a pass. And he was putting them through to Daniel Sturridge on a on yeah. a plate. He missed two, scored one. But the one that he actually set up for him, the goal, he started by making a tackle in midfield, just going yeah. straight through somebody, getting the ball running at the defence, putting a pass through, and it was in. Yeah, we've all been keeping an eye on him this season for Leipzig and he is that energetic presence, goes and wins the ball back. I love the way he drives with the ball, he runs with it, carries it so well and you can see that the fences do panic and they open up and then when they open up, he picks the pass and it, it is an incredible sort of collection of skills, isn't it? Because you often see the players who dribble with it yeah, so yeah. at such a speed and they can't pick a pass or they can't be so intricate and he, and he every time managed to find storage in almost the perfect position. Because it was every time as yeah, well. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. And I was very excited seeing him last night. He, he did look the difference for Liverpool. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because a lot of people have been saying this and I tend to tend to agree. If Liverpool don't go out, which looks the case now, by a Coutinho placement mm. to number 10, it looks like he will be given that chance and that licence to move forward with the ball. And, and perhaps that's something Klopp's seen in training, thinking, well, we've got that player there. I mean, I, I always thought that Fabinho coming in, a lot of people were so quick. You see these teams you know, before the start of the season, they say this is how Liverpool will line up. And everyone's dropping the captain, Jordan Henderson. And I think that's very unlikely. I don't see Klopp replacing his cap- captain. So I think we'll see Fabinho, Henderson and Cater as their first choice midfield. And um, and Cater will be the one that's given licence to go and do what Coutinho did and drive forward. In the, sorry, Christian. In the, like obviously, we all have WhatsApp groups with mates and that. Uh, someone said in one of mine, um, oh, Keita looks like N'Golo Kante in Iniesta. And I said, funny you should say that, because we did a piece last year with Archie Rintout, who's a well-known <clears throat> German journalist, and he said exactly that, didn't yeah. he? He yeah. said, this is a player who's got the, the skill set, who can put a tackle in, 
he covers the covers the ground the hard yards and he once he's on the ball he can pick the pass and he can dribble and you're talking about a player who's basically got the lot hasn't he for, for the central midfielder and I'm, I'm so excited to see what he, see what he's going to be able to do this season. I love Ghosty's humble brag there that he's got friends and yeah. WhatsApp groups. Yeah, yeah. I've got a yeah. lot, mate. Yeah. Any new friends? We're going to win the he's World got, Cup. Yeah. He's got height. He's got friends. He's got a booming voice. And WhatsApp. And he's got a new yeah, pair of glasses. Lovely new pair of glasses. Huge fans. Yeah. But on Thanks. He doesn't wear. We're getting excited about. Sorry, can I just intercept a minute? Paul did score. Terrible own goal. <laughs> We've got Altamir has scored a terrible own goal, costing Echo FC three valuable points against British Transport Police this week. Paul, could you have done? Could you have done more? Well, could we have done more? I, I was stranded at the back post two v one, and I told James Pierce I'm never a centre back. I've played. The, he did put you there, didn't yeah, he? And you, you begged him not to. No, eleven aside, I've always played up front. He puts me in midfield, and I give it a go. I run about. I get tired very easily. And then I was not centre back. Just long legs. <laughs> and I come off my shin and went in there. One nil. But we drew two all. We fought back. It could have been even better, though, couldn't it? Because I believe there was uh, somebody was clean through and decided to put a, well, a side foot, a putter, right at the goalkeeper. Yeah, well, wasn't back clean pass. through. Wasn't. Clean. <laughs> <laughs> back pass. Hey, I hit it did hard forget, and low. Did, did you forget which end you were kicking? I hit it hard and low, just not very hard. If, if you've done the work of the British Transport Police, does that make you a grass? They were playing on grass, to be fair. <laughs> no, they were playing astroturf. Oh, astroturf, yeah. Cater. Yeah. Uh, who's <laughs> <laughs> not a grass um, can I just not mention about Cater because I have to point out here that me and Christian had a bit of an argument earlier today we were talking you two not argued about, yeah it's, it's funny that like you two, I, exactly yeah. yeah we have differing differing opinions on many things but we have a healthy mutual disrespect for each other um, <laughs> Fabinho the other midfielder you remain unconvinced at the moment don't you I do and I just I haven't seen Enough of them to, to make a judgment. Certainly not the, the strong judgments I was throwing about the office before. I wouldn't commit to a to podcast form what I was saying. But <laughs> waters it down. Yeah, he waters does, all his yeah. opinions down. I'd like to say I'm assuming that, that it was me you're referring to who said that he's got a, such a class about him. Got a touch, he yeah. said he's got a, such a class. I said he reminds me a little bit of Mamadou Sacco. I think the way he's his 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 posture and his distribution, he just looks slightly awkward at the moment. I'm not saying. Not not writing them off. I'm just I expected a little bit more mobility and a little bit more I don't know zip and zest. But to counterbalance that, in fairness, Jan Klopp's come out and said, mm. "Look, Fabinho is going to take a little bit more time than Cater, um, which you, I think people expected anyway. Anyway, but it sort of weaves into Joe's point in terms of you know the first choice midfield. I, I wouldn't be surprised if if maybe in the first couple of games because I think Henderson will have to get up to speed. But I wouldn't surprise me if for the first couple of months maybe he's in and out the, the, the starting lineup. You know, plays the odd home Champions League game, but maybe not away to to yeah. Crystal Palace, for example. It wouldn't surprise me if that in was in the Champions League. In the Champions League, yeah, at home, yeah. Well, Any no, go on. You're saying no. So I'm just saying he's a good enough player to do that. But I was just I've been underwhelmed is the word I'd use, but. It all is all very much caveated by it is only pre-season. I'm going to say, yeah, the play, as you mentioned, Klopp did say that he's taken a little time to settle. And the player himself, we spoke with him earlier this week and he said exactly the same thing. It's a different style of play at Liverpool than it is at Monaco. But something that he did say when he was asked about, you know, has any, any of your former teammates been in touch? Went, well, yeah, actually, Kylian Mbappe said, you know, congratulations for the move. And then he, he revealed that, well, Mbappe said that he's going to be staying at PSG for this season, that he'll be on like, the text and trying to get him to persuade to, to come to Liverpool next year. Why are you looking at me? 
I'm asking you, what do you think of that? Wouldn't that be lovely? It's never going to happen, but wouldn't it? Well, actually, well, you say never going to happen last year. Last yeah, year, the, yeah. we, the aspirational side. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. And I did say that I never thought they'd have the world's most expensive defender or goalkeeper. You just never know, do you? You never know. I do. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think so right now, the best thing yeah. about Fabinho is his mates and his missus. It's what's after his mates. Just be fair, you know. But... Yeah, it's like Paul Ghost. He's the Paul Ghost of players, quite tall with just, loads of just, friends on his WhatsApp. Yeah, we're just waiting for the own goal now. Yeah, um, but he's, it's gonna it's gonna be an exciting midfield as well. I think just with Keita, I think you'll see an NFL style sort of play. So how many times will we see Firmino drop off, Salah run into that little pocket of space from the right outside coming in, and then Keita just picking him out? It's just gonna happen about five or ten times. This Who's season. he forgotten there? Daniel Storage, who's back. I haven't finished yet. Actually, I was actually going to talk first about Adam Lallana, who was by far the best best player in the first half, the and he's some haircut. and he's somebody who can come straight into the team and will be looking to be playing at the start of the season. He's he's obviously making up for lost time with what happened last year in terms of his injury, but he's been looking fairly bright all the way through the the warm up games. And with Henderson not going to be playing, and as Christy mentions, Fabinho might not quite be settled. There is somebody who can play in that attacking midfield role who can who can do a job, and he's Klopp in the past has shown that he absolutely loves him. To be fair to him, I, I think I've said in this podcast a couple of times I thought his days were numbers, number that mm. Liverpool Lallana, and I think if they don't buy a number ten, then it might give him a second chance. And he's, he's still a good footballer, isn't he? He might have chosen a very poor haircut, but he's got <laughs> Harry Kiel's got, yeah, yeah, isn't it? He's got great feet, and he, he's intelligent, and he's strong, and he's fit. So it's good to see him back, and hopefully he can play a good part I think absence sometimes makes the heart grow fonder but sometimes it doesn't I think people I, w- I was a bit like yeah. <laughs> so deep yeah. as, as Aristotle once said <laughs> Dolly Parton you, you only get that at Cambridge don't you <laughs> Oxford which one was it I never I remember, remember. Is, it, is it Oxford no it's Oxford isn't it, it but Oxford. I always say Cambridge do you Cambridge, even go to university I? no Oxford Brooks um <laughs> Doing quantity surveying. Oxford Road. So basically, <laughs> in terms of Adam Alana, I think he's gotten worse the more he's been missing, if that makes sense. And so I think people have forgotten what he can do. I was one of those people who thought if Liverpool end up getting everybody that they want this summer, he, he, he might be the odd man out. You know, he, he, he never really got an opportunity last season because of injury mainly. Um, and when he did come back, obviously, again, with the caveat that he was trying to get back to full fitness. He, he didn't didn't look like the same player, but he's, he started well and he's, he's still got a role to play. And I, gonna, I think you've saved yourself there with that point because it's almost like the line is the opposite to Henderson because when he doesn't play, everybody goes, oh, yeah, yeah we're really missing him. But no one, as you say, has been saying that about Lallana and forgetting everything that he's done. Exactly. So it's also like, oh, all he does is, it's almost like he revert to the to the Rodgers Lallana of, oh, all he is is Cruyff turns in the box and he, he doesn't do this. He's actually re- like in a central position in 2016-17. He, yeah. He's one of Klopp's best players. He was he was the leader of the press, wasn't he? So, yeah, I, I think he has got a big role to play, but there'll be a lot of pressure on him as well. Daniel Sturridge, then Joe, I know you were bursting to talk about him. I mean, he's back. He's sharp. He's back. He, he is. I mean, no one's ever doubted his talents, have they? Let's be perfectly honest about this. They obviously doubt his fitness and sometimes his his attitude, or maybe not his attitude, but I think I that's think, unfair. I yeah. think not his attitude. I think his mental strength is a yeah. better way of putting yeah. it. Better yeah. way of putting it. Sometimes he doesn't believe as much as he should do, but. Came on half time and he was very, very good. He looks so fit and strong and, and quick again. And I know we've fallen into this trap so many times before. I'll say, I say that, you know, I think that's quite a sort of stereotypical thing to say, but have we? Have we had well, summers where we've looked at him and gone, 
tell you what, he looks fit. Yeah, last sharp. year, last year, and then he got injured, scoring a really good goal. I'm a liar. Then anyway, well, he's he is he's like that ex-girlfriend who who you see for the first time in a while. You go out on a date, you think, oh, why did why did it ever fall apart? And then when she gets injured, the Crystal Palace. What dates are you on? Careful, Joe. You've already sworn. Let's just rein it in When she breaks down in tears at Crystal Palace. But anyway, yeah, he was very, very good. And is have I been sent off? Yeah, red card. Red card. Yeah, but he did. To be honest, he did miss a couple of sitters last night, but he did score again. He did look a threat. He drove at them. I really quicker. He, Again, lo- he looks he quicker, looks, he looks stronger. That Is that because he's got a bit more faith in himself and his body? Possibly, maybe he's going 100% rather mm. than 80, mm-hmm. you know, he's not worried. But it, it, it's strange, isn't it? Because for, for all intents and purposes, for the last six months, he's been injured sitting on a bench at West yeah. Brom. So yeah. what's happened over the summer? Is it just something that clicked? Or is it just, it's it's going to happen again where everybody goes, oh, oh my God, Daniel Sturridge is back and... He, he, he falls down against Napoli or something. You think he's, he's kind of knows that he's playing for his future this time rather than just playing... F- or he's maybe... I think maybe he's seen the other side of things. I think... Exactly. And also he's playing for the fact that, hang on, they still haven't signed a forward. Origi, Origi and Ings is going. Origi isn't particularly... In fact, let's be honest, he was awful against Blackburn mm-hmm. and he's been quite poor for, for yeah. most of the summer. He sees a chance there because he knows that these three players who, who play up top... They're not going to be playing all the games at the start of the season because they'll have been in the World Cup and yeah. Klopp will want to, you know, look after them a little bit. I think we'd all love it, wouldn't we, if we could get if Liverpool could get Daniel Sturridge back to any sort of semblance of form that he showed four years ago. And when Firmino wasn't playing, you'd have absolutely no doubts that this striker in his place is top drawer, and, and if he gets a chance, he'll score. But it's just been four years of, of hoping and wishing and praying, and then you let down, and then he builds himself back up. And, and it's just been rinse and repeat since he, he broke down on England duty, you know, in September 2014. I was one of the ones who was who thought the writing was on the wall for him, but all he can do is carry on playing and carry on showing that he still is a quality player. And to be fair, that is what he's doing. Yeah. So we, we'll see what happens when he plays Dortmund. Not, not to go back to, to Kiev again, but we'll have to, because it always it always seems to come back to Kiev. Liverpool's last competitive game. It was, exactly. Yeah. So, But when Salah goes off... The, the change there is a fully fit Daniel Sturridge. Yeah, without doubt, even even a Daniel Sturridge who you know the the one that was scoring against Maribor off the bench, for example, earlier in the campaign, he's the guy you're bringing on rather than Lallana for me. It's mm. it's somebody who even even if you put him out wide, and and you keep um, Firmino central or you move Firmino out and, and put, he's the he's mm. the change. Yeah, but, in but in a one-off yeah. game, you've got no doubts about what he what he can do. Yeah, if he's given a chance. Or the, or the Daniel Sturridge who scores against Sevilla in the Europa League final. Yeah. On the that goal. Goals, yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I think he's sorry. A, sorry I, I think he's he's had a look. I think you're right. He's, he's seen the other side, hasn't he? And he mm. he's been at West Brom and had a, a thoroughly depressing six months at West Brom and thought this is my last chance at Liverpool. And I'm not going to go anywhere. He's not, he's not going to go anywhere good now, is he? You know, he might get what West Ham at the best. Yeah, you know, like, where, where's he going to go? He's so still I th- only 28 as well. Yeah, I think. he's 28, and I think he's, he's an old 28. He's realised he? that I've got a chance here to become. All right, I might not be first choice, but I might be second choice at Liverpool, which is a hell of a lot better than going to Newcastle and, and trying to force my way in there. Danny Welbeck's but, getting in the England squad. I've made this point last exactly. time as, as third choice at Arsenal, so it's not like it'll be the end of his England ambitions. He'll get enough game time. Daniel Sturridge is a better player than Jamie Vardy, yeah, but he's just can't keep himself fit. And if he can just keep himself fit for two thirds, three, you know, of the season, then you've got a good player there. So. Fingers crossed this one is different, but you never know. That all said, if 
two days before the transfer window closes, somebody comes in with a bit of twenty million for Daniel Sturridge. Joe, do you accept it? I suppose it depends, doesn't it? There isn't anybody right. else lined up. No, then then what's the point? It's difficult, isn't it? Because I I just can't see Origi coming in and doing a job. Solanke, I think we we saw last season, isn't quite ready yet. I think Solanke could benefit from going out on loan. Ings wants to leave, so he'd probably be gone by then. So Brewster might be back. Bru- Brewster, Brewster. Well, he's not going to be back now, until yeah. gone Christmas now, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think, again, you're best hanging on to storage till at least Christmas and just seeing whether you can keep him fit. All right, it's a gamble, but so what? What difference does it make? You know, you're better off with him than without him, aren't you? The wages is an issue, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, West Brom yeah. pay the... the the, I think the majority, or if not all, of his 150 grand a week. Yeah, I think, think so. It is. Yeah. So he's, you know, that 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 is the one thing. If you're looking at it from a fiscal point of view, you know, if somebody will take that off Liverpool's hands and he's not playing, you know, 150 grand a week for a second choice is not doesn't really fit into the whole wage structure of, of Liverpool. But the other thing as well, he's he's only got a year left on his contract. Yeah. So that yeah. I suppose that if you're getting 20 million for somebody with 12 months left is not a bad deal. But at the same time, I think Liverpool. Yes, they are planning for the long term, and, and these signings are planning for the long term. But at the same time, Liverpool probably won't have a better chance of challenging for the title than they do this season. So, if he can be the difference off the bench, then you you, you take it. Ryan Brewster's deal, good news, great news, of course. Next, <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you want to say? Yeah. Yeah. No, Maybe terrible. elaborate a little bit. I, I wish that. I wish he went to Munich and Gladbach. Yeah, he's, he's a he's a young player with a hell of a lot of potential, and a lot of people think very very good things of him. So. Yeah, great deal. He's a, he's a really good player. Hmm. Final thing then. Um, Liverpool fly out in the early hours of Saturday morning to the United States. They're going to go off on tour. James, as we said, is already on his way there uh, with Ian Kroll. You don't need to point Ian out. Ian Kroll, big Liverpool fan. You Massive should follow him. Really at, at Ian Kroll1 yes, on away. Twitter. Kroll with two L's. Yeah, yeah, huge, huge Liverpool fan. He never misses an opportunity to answer your questions on Liverpool. So feel free to fire many of them at social media as you can but he anyway knows, go. he knows a lot about what's happening transfers wise at the he does at the especially, moment, so. especially about any kind of transfers that pass, possibly were going to happen yeah, at one point yeah. and now aren't he Just has inside information are you looking forward to the tour then because <laughs> <laughs> it's a step up isn't it for Liverpool I mean yeah. they played who's it Chester Tramier Berry and Blackburn and now they're going to be playing Borussia Dortmund Manchester City and Man United it's and they're going to obviously who's Salah and Mane Murray, will be joining and Gurich. And Gruitch, yeah, and Gruitch, and Shakiri's over there as well. We'll see him in the Liverpool ship for the first time. See him yeah. on the fits anyway. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's hard to work out anything from these first four games they've just played, isn't it? We, we're talking about players there. Fabinho is probably your best example of. You watch those games and you, you think, oh god, Liverpool. If you watch the Berry game, you think Liverpool are going to be dreadful this season. <laughs> we're really going to struggle. But then it's the it's the bigger games. These games against Dortmund. Games against Man City and United, where you start to see a little bit of how they're playing. Last season, once they played Bayern, it made yeah. me think we, we could be in for a real good season here. So I think, I think this is the time when you start getting serious about things. So it's always exciting, and tours always tend to be exciting times anyway. There seems to be a lot of enthusiasm for the Reds over in the states. So um, yeah, so yeah, sounds good. I agree with Joe. I think I think those four Northwest friendlies are kind of just just about getting plays back in the rhythm and, and getting a bit of fitness in the legs and whatever. And also, you know, giving giving a bit back to the smaller clubs in the region, really, you know, to obviously Tramier and Chester. But then you, you come to these tours and, and the, the big fixes, aren't they? They are marquee friendlies and apparently the International Champions Cup is seen as one of the most prestigious pre-season competitions if if you can ever have such a thing. So, you know, 100,000 in Ann Arbor, Liverpool against Manchester United, 
you know, even if it's a pre-season friendly, players are going to want to put in put in a performance. So, yeah, I think we will start to see a little bit more from from what Liverpool have uh, have got. And one final thing that we cannot forget to mention, in the sense that I had forgotten to mention it until Joe just wrote it down on a piece of paper and passed it to me, the opening <laughs> goal scorer at Blackburn last night, it's almost like I've already wiped it from my memory, was this Serbian guy with long hair, who used to play for Benfica, he's been on loan a while, he's on loan at Hull, his name, Christian, is Lazar Markovic. Yeah, he's, he's, that's it, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> do we not? Are you, you, you got to do this spiel do now? Where you go, has he got a chance? And we all go, nah, he hasn't. And then you say, no, but what, what, what does the future hold? And no, say, I'm actually going to. Miles away I'm from going home. to it's ask you, has he got a chance of now getting a permanent move away? You hope so for his sake. Yeah. he's not. He's not. A, he's not a bad fella. He's not. He's, <laughs> How do you know? How do you know? I've seen him in a mix on. <laughs> <laughs> He's twenty million pounds, and I remember. I, funnily enough, I, it was when I, I did the American tour in twenty fourteen, and it was when he um, it was when he signed, and we got to like a little bit of access when they were training at Harvard, and he looked amazing in in this in these closed training sessions. You got to see a real insight. He had a brilliant first touch. He was beating players for fun, lashing the ball past Brad Jones, admittedly, like you know, just down the middle of the goal. But that's <laughs> where his goal went last night. Mm-hmm. But yeah, well, exactly. Maybe that's what he needs to do more. But ultimately, he was. He, he just needs to get anything for him, don't they? Because it, I, I just can't. I, I can't think of a more costly misstep in the transfer mm-hmm. market. I mean, there was obviously Balotelli and and Carroll, but this guy was twenty million pounds, and and he's just the. And he's still here. He's twenty four. He's not. Yeah. He was on a five year contract, so he's still got the year So it's the finalist last chance to get some money. He's a massive pass in, in Benfica's Europa League run. It's, it's, it's did he incredible. not get sent off in the semi? He did when he was on the bench. Yeah. yeah, but but in general, he was you know he was he was touted as one of. I suppose this is a cautionary tale for anybody who who wants to get too excited about the likes of Allison or Fabinho yeah. or, or even Keita. You know things don't work out at clubs, and, and and players can tail off and. I'm pretty sure you know Klopp and the recruitment team do do more diligence, I suppose, on players nowadays. But you know, when he was joining, it was like, well, Chelsea wanted them. This is really exciting. And then you know, the rest is, is history. I think it might be a case of him doing a, a Mario Balotelli, where he just scuttles off for zero. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Mario Balotelli scuttled anywhere, to be honest. Well, no, but he, he went to Nice on a free transfer, didn't he? And, and that was the last anyone ever said of it. So. Hopefully he does get a move because another long move is probably not going to do anything for anyone. The pool aren't going to get a fee for him. He just needs to get his career back on track. Yeah, I feel sorry for him. He's got he's got lovely hair. And I was thinking last night, I was just watching, thinking, <coughs> why did Mizuno still play his boot deal? No one, <laughs> bl- no one bloody ever sees the boots. They're, they're his half fellas. Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe, maybe they are his old Mizuno boots. One final thing before we go. Joe, there is a special event happening, is there not? Yes, there is. There is a special event, uh, Blood Blood Red Live, a live Q and A and quiz night with uh, Neil Fitzmorris, James Pierce, our Liverpool reporter, full both. time, both full time. Oh, I forgot what I'm saying now. Whatever it is. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Chris Bajak from the uh, the Red Men TV and Dan Nico from uh, Boss Night. So it should be a good one. Come along. It's only a fiver. You get a free beer. It's uh, the Baltic Market, so that's pretty cool. And and it's on the um, August the eighth, Wednesday, August the eighth. So just before the end of the um, transfer window, and just before the start of the season. So plenty to talk Details about. Details all over our Twitter. Yeah, yeah. The, um, the the tickets are now on sale on Eventbrite. So, or take a look at our Facebook page, and you can get them through there. So yeah, I think if you download yeah. this on iTunes, we'll also put the link in there. Yeah, well. if if you look at today's live vlog, it'll be in there. Yeah. And on that promotional appeal, we shall leave you. Join us next week where we will hopefully have James Pierce live on the line from wherever in America he is. Charles? Well, East Rutherford. 
Well, it'll be somewhere anyway. Uh, and we'll talk a bit more then. Cheerio. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.